Welcome to Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Here are your hosts, Joe and Kendall. Much like Joe Biden gave the State of the Union just a few nights ago, I'm here to give you the state of elephants in the room. And frankly, it's in shambles. I don't know that anybody listens to this show, Joe. I don't even listen to our episodes most of the time. I'm going to be completely honest. But if I don't, I can't imagine anyone else does. But all the same, we're back again. I'm joined by the usual Joe, and George is back again. What up? Uh, they, they called me back. I'm, I'm back like Outback Steak and Shrimp. I'm back by popular demand. So well, we heard your cries. We heard that everyone wanted George back on the show. The George, 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 or George. Like, or like a, a bad fungal infection. <laughs> <laughs> I would possibly call you a fan favorite, but again, that implies that the show has That we fans. have fans, so yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, we've had quite a bit going on this past week. Um, I'm sure most of you have heard about this Chinese weather balloon, or surveillance balloon, rather, um, that has recently been shot down. We'll be talking about that. Um, on Tuesday night, Joe Biden gave the annual State of the Union address, so we've got lots of clips from that and things to say. Um, and more recently, Ilhan Omar has been removed from committee, along with her pals Schiff and Swalwell from their committees. So we've got lots to talk about this week, and Joe, if you want to jump right into it. So yeah, the uh, we're talking about the the balloon. Speaking of high and lofty ambitions of the show, let's talk about a high and lofty floating surveillance vehicle launched by China here in the U.S. Recently this weekend, uh, that balloon that has been a, a menace to our skies has been shot down. Uh, the Pentagon saying that, uh, quote, it acted immediately to protect uh, against the uh, collection of further information from the balloon. Um, the military said that it had its eyes actually on the surveillance balloon, but chose not to shoot it down uh, because it did not demonstrate hostile intent. Um, instead, deciding to, uh, like, like the Pentagon said, uh, collect intel on it. So, so basically, they we were we were busy surveying the uh, surveillance balloon. Uh, believe it or not, I got a quick question, Joe. How do they determine the intent, like the of hostile intent of a balloon? <laughs> Maybe if it's like a. Uh, if you put like an angry face on the <laughs> balloon, it might be it might be uh, perceived as a, a tad bit angry, perhaps with some hostile intent. But seeing that they failed to see an angry face, I, I would be I would be just as shocked, just as puzzled on why mm -hmm. why China was sending us this balloon. But it looked like it may have had malicious intent. You know, going off of what the Pentagon has said, uh, more specifically, what General uh, Glenn uh, Van Herrick has uh, come out and said regarding uh, us shooting down this balloon. Uh, we have a little bit of an audio clip uh, of him talking about it right here. This uh, gave us the opportunity to assess what they were actually doing, uh, what kind of capabilities existed on the balloon, what kind of transmission capabilities existed. And uh, I think you'll see in the future that uh, that uh, time frame was uh, well worth its uh, value to collect over. Well, I don't know if their earlier statement of acted immediately to protect against, protect <laughs> against the collection of sensitive information is entirely accurate. I mean, by the time they finally shot it down, it was it was already over the ocean, isn't that right? Because they're right now they're not not only over the ocean; it was over the other side, the yeah. other ocean. It came yep. in from the Pacific, and and it was over the Atlantic. It was shot down near uh, Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. Well, it's and a good thing they didn't make it let it get its way all the way back to China because as we as we well know information cannot be transmitted unless the balloon were to land there's no way that <laughs> they true. that they transmitted back to China in that time um, if it's unclear that's obviously a joke they almost certainly transmitted everything live here's what I don't understand which is you know I, I get the whole aspect of like you, them not wanting to provoke China uh, them not wanting to you know shoot this down prematurely without knowing the full intent of this um, but you know you have people like uh, uh, Joe Biden's uh, national security 
uh, Council spokesperson John Kirby um, saying that like it was it was Biden who who decided that uh, quote they shouldn't shoot it down until they could do so safely, um, and that meant over water uh, that. A, afforded us a terrific opportunity to gain a better understanding to study the capabilities of the balloon. Okay, I get that. But I don't understand the when when you have people like Van Herrick coming out saying that, uh, you know, that in spite of like the the balloon was thought to have likely carried explosives. Now, granted, you know, he did say that like those explosives, if they were on the balloon, were probably for, you know, self-destructive purposes. But if this thing is suspected of having explosives, having any sort of thing that could do harm, why are we talking about safety? Why are we talking about letting this thing potentially with explosives with the obvious intent to survey? You know, they were saying about this was an ongoing program to uh, survey uh, military assets in Japan, India, Vietnam, Taiwan and the Philippines as we're starting to see more news coming out of, of Chinese balloons all over the world. Why? Why, if that's your knowledge, do you wait to allow it to actually pass over the entirety of the continental United States, virtually accomplish its mission, and then shoot it down. Shoot mm-hmm. it down and then, you know, pretend that we're going to, oh, well, we, we did it so we uh, we kept the people safe and now we're going to collect the information that we need. Like, I, I don't know. I That I'm not really buying. Uh, I also don't like the fact that it wasn't, uh, it wasn't discovered. It wasn't disclosed until its sort of public debut. It mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, captured on amateur... Uh, photography, but yep. uh, yeah, it's 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 a crazy crazy shenanigans. Uh, must be on helium, I'd say. <laughs> well, now the Chinese say that it belongs to them, and and they want it back. And it just reminds me of me and my my slightly younger brother would he'd throw something to me, something of his, and I would keep it, and then he would get mad that I kept it. And the Chinese send this balloon over here, then we shoot it down and keep it, and they say no, give it back. What if it's, it's just some like third graders science fair project? <laughs> it could be. It could be. Um, but anyways, the State Department has now sent uh, what they call detailed information on this massive Chinese operation that Joe talked about to every U.S. embassy, and it's to be shared with friendly nations. So um, who knows? Maybe there's more to come of this, or maybe the Chinese Only are friendly just trying nations. to throw— Only oh. friendly nations. Not you, France, you can have the balloon. England can have the balloon. Zimbabwe, eh. <laughs> I don't know. Russia, eh. Ukraine, have the balloon. Okay. Oh, absolutely. They're we'll give you the, the balloons. balloons. Balloon maybe. drop money. Okay. <laughs> Maybe the Chinese are just trying to throw a really big birthday party. Yeah, that one failed to land. <laughs> just like the balloon in China. You know what's funny? Um, the uh, the plane that shot it down, the uh, the F twenty two. This is allegedly the most capable like like plane ever. Most uh, you know product of of years of development. Uh, uh, said to be uh, one of the first, and and still even with the F thirty five, the most uh, capable, most advanced uh, fighter in the world. This uh, this this balloon uh, represents the F-22's only air-to-air kill. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this the most powerful plane in the world, arguably, uh, got its first air-to-air kill by, by shooting down a balloon. That's, that's great. <laughs> you're listening to Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We're your hosts, Kendall and Joe, and we're joined by George. George, I hear that you've actually got a, star- a show starting up on Radio Free Hillsdale here soon. You ingrateful. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. You come, you come to our show be a guest on here just so what so you can get your voice out there and then start your own show and steal all of our three listeners to go listen to your <laughs> show i cannot believe it and you know what he tricked us he tricked us again to have him having him on as a guest this time 
so he could advertise his show. I should have known. I should have known when he first said that you know he was coming in, he was taking over his spot as host. That he he was certainly being serious about it. Yeah, there were definitely ulterior motives, but <laughs> now that now that I'm on air, I I just want to plug. Wall Street Weekly with George and Patrick Scott, the show where we cut through the financial jargon to teach you, our listeners, the financial markets as well as historical events so you can stay up to date and informed with the most recent market news. Wall Street Weekly, check us out on Fridays airing, I'm not sure what time, but that's that's <laughs> already a better name than Elephants in the Room. Wall Street Weekly. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Fantastic. George, you talked about educating your listeners. Joe, I don't know if we've ever taught our listeners anything except to change the radio station when <laughs> our show comes on. <laughs> Arguably, the, the biggest political news of this week is Joe Biden's annual State of the Union address. He gave that on Tuesday night. Um, I would say that it was rather unsurprising, um, typical, rather divisive. And then in it, he still calls for, we need to be bipartisan. We need to be unified and says, but if you don't agree with me, you're evil. Um, so we've got some clips of that that I think we'll just go ahead and play some of and, and we can talk about. I guarantee you if it was Joe Biden, he probably thought that uh, the union was, was an additional state, <laughs> that he was going somewhere else. Yeah. Join us tonight is Brandon Say, a 26-year-old hero. During the Lunar New Year celebrations, he heard the studio door close. and He saw a man standing there pointing semi-automatic pistol at him. And in that instant, he found the courage to act and wrestle the semi-automatic pistol away from the gunman who had already killed 11 people in another dance studio. He saved lives. It's time we do the same. Ban assault weapons now. Ban them now. Yeah, that guy's obviously a hero. You know, he tackled a gunman to the ground. But I just don't understand. Joe Biden uses that example where the, the shooter killed 11 people with uh, a semi-automatic handgun, as he says, which, you know, most handguns are, um, and then proceeds to say, ban assault weapons. So either he thinks that semi-automatic pistols, which a large, a large portion of Americans carry for self-defense and for a large variety of purposes, he either thinks that those are assault weapons and need to be banned, or he is just using this strategy, this tragedy as a further excuse to push gun legislation. Well, if you, if you look at the ATF sort of classification of some of these uh some of these assault rifles, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if, like, it was actually that, that he mm -hmm. actually thought that they were, because the ATF certainly does. But no, I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's really funny, and, like, the fact is that no one wants to talk about that a vast majority of these so-called mass shootings take place with, you know, with uh, these handguns, with these concealed uh, weapons, and then they're still on their big old thing about banning AR-15s, banning the scary mm -hmm. assault we weapons that they can't define. So, you know, it's, uh, you're, sh it, it, you're seeing a lot of that there, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, related to the previous story that we covered, Joe Biden talked about China a little bit. Here's that clip. As we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country, and we did. Don't worry, guys. If, if China does any move to, to attack us, to, to destroy our democracy, we'll act, and we'll... It may take us two weeks, but we'll do it eventually. After... They've accomplished their mission, but we'll get it done. I wonder if, if China like actually sent like a nuke over here. <laughs> if we, you know, we'd 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 hit them back. You know, we we take the necessary precautions to defend ourselves after the nuke hit. You know, after they hit, then we'd send up the the uh, the intercept missiles. Then we'd we'd respond <laughs> after the fact because that's certainly what we did. Well, we well, balloon. how are we going to study the nuke? That's if true. We, if we shoot that's it down before point. it lands, we better let it land yeah. and 
and do all of its work. How are we? How are we supposed to realize whether or not it's a hostile nuke too? <laughs> like you know, it might be a friendly one. Mm-hmm. It might have a smiley face on it. Yeah, we got to let it get close enough to get a to get a good look at it. Later in his speech, when he he returned to China, here I'll just play the clip for you, and you you'll probably see pretty quickly why this is a bit strange. But in the past two years, democracies have become stronger, not weaker. Autocracies grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. Does anybody know what he's talking about? Name me a world leader that changed places with Xi Jinping. What does that mean? Well, I think he's referring to himself because it's a little known, uh, little known conspiracy theory that Joe Biden is actually not the Joe Biden, but he's actually a, a clone. Mm. He's a mm. clone of the original Joe Biden, which actually kind of makes sense uh, if you look at some of his uh, social policies and how he's uh, flip flopped yep. now since becoming president. Um, but you know, maybe maybe he uh, he got a little too deep there. He. Uh, He's think, thinking that that's just a common occurrence with all of these world leaders. <laughs> <laughs> that they but just they, they, just they swap spots. places, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you if you watch the State of the Union address too, you'll see that anytime he says anything, all the Democrats get up and start cheering immediately. And you know, some if he says something um, that Republicans like, they'll get up and cheer for him too, or at least clap. Nobody claps at all during that clip because nobody in the House <laughs> knew what was going on. So we're not alone. We're not the only people who who are a little confused. Um, one last clip that I'll round us out with uh, was actually from pretty early in his speech when he, he ties back to COVID um, and all of the jobs lost and created from it. Two years ago, the economy was reeling. I stand here tonight after we've created, with the help of many people in this room, 12 million new jobs. More jobs created in two years than any president's created in four years. COVID had shut down. Our businesses were closed. Our schools were robbed of so much. And Today, COVID no longer controls our lives. You know, he kind of gave away the secret there in the second half of the clip. He talks about creating these 12 million jobs, which if you take that at face value, that's, that is pretty huge. But then he says later in the clip, yeah, yeah, COVID, COVID shut down our economy, closed our schools, closed our workplaces. Everybody, everybody got fired. And so it's pretty <laughs> obvious that all he did was let them return to their jobs. And it's not even that, it's not even that, oh, those evil Republicans shut everything down and I brought it back. The Democratic Party was the one fighting for all of these lockdowns. And so when he says, I brought them back, is just a little nuts, especially considering that his administration finally announced that they would end the COVID pandemic in May. It's not even over yet. So so who knows? Maybe maybe he's got more jobs to, to bring us or bring back from ones that he killed. Now, I'd love to see Biden's uh, uh, workforce participation numbers, his uh, pre and post COVID workforce participation <laughs> numbers. That that's definitely mm-hmm. something. Uh, I, you know, I, I wonder. I wonder if that there is a reason why that that may have not been brought up at the uh, the glorious State of Our Union. Just saying. You know, Joe, as is obligatory, we need to talk about Ukraine, as Joe Biden did last night. So here's an audio clip of him talking about the ongoing conflict in Europe. Putin's invasion has been a test for the ages, test for America, test for the world. Would we stand for the most basic of principles? Would we stand for sovereignty? We stand for the right of people to live free of tyranny. Will we stand for the defense of democracy? For such defense matters to us because it keeps peace and prevents open season on would-be aggressors and threatens our prosperity. You know, I, I, I don't know uh, what Putin is supposed to do if we uh, pass or fail that test, you know? <laughs> and w- what, 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 is this, what is the grade scale that we're working on here? You know, I, 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 I'd like to know. I mean, have we have we uh, defended democracy by by sending Ukraine? What is it like 120 million billion? I don't know. 
We like, well, that seems like A work to me. Oh, yeah, that's true. But, yeah, maybe this isn't that shocking to most people, but the fact that he's just openly admitting, like, yeah, we don't really have a dog in this fight. It's completely about protecting other people, people who aren't Americans. But we still have to protect democracy because that's, you know, always been America's job, as is clear. You know, the founders were totally big fans of going across and fighting foreign wars just, just in the name of democracy. There's definitely not countless pages of early American writing that say that we should do exactly the opposite. Well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta fight the wars to make sure no one else switches places with Xi Jinping. <laughs> yeah. like, that's, that's the important part here. Let's not lose sight of that. Joe Biden wants that spot, and no one else can get it. Only him. You're listening to Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, where Joe and Kendall joined by George. Um, this week, also relating to Congress... Ilhan Omar has now been removed for her committee seats. This follows the removal of Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell from the National Security Committee. Uh, Ilhan Omar was removed from the Foreign Affairs Committee for um, many anti-Semitic remarks. McCarthy actually vowed over a year ago, last January, to remove um, all of them from committees after Democrats um, changed the game by booting Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar from their committees over purely political reasons. As we talked about last week, Schiff and Swalwell were removed from national security for, you know, national security reasons. <laughs> uh, Schiff lies to, li- has been caught lying to the American people, and Swalwell um, was pretty good friends with a, uh, a Chinese spy. Not as good friends with the balloon, apparently, um, that just floated for a week. And then, as we said, Ilhan Omar was removed from foreign affairs because of her many comments about um, foreign nations, foreign allies, uh, the state of Israel. She is not a big fan of, if you've listened to her speak, like, ever. We actually have audio from uh, Rashida Tlaib crying about Omar's removal from committee. Congresswoman Omar, in the same week, they introduced a bill to ban federal employees from engaging in censorship. Where are... The free speech warriors today. The hypocrisy is obvious to the American people. You are showing who you all are, really. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar will not be silenced. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar, the gentlewoman's so time has expired. That our country is failing you today through this chamber. You the, belong The gentlewoman is no longer recognized, and the. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You know, I, I love I every single time with these same people are always like, you know, it's the, always the same sort of argument. Like, if you're so free speech, then you know why why won't you let someone be be on the committee that that says naughty things? Or you know, my my personal favorite is the the whole. Well, you know, where were the pro life people uh, when 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 healthcare is not free? It's like okay, so a would you would you say that abortion is completely wrong if we make healthcare free? <laughs> no. B would uh, would you say that Rashida Tlaib uh, would Rashida Tlaib say that uh, Omar was justifiably removed if uh, you know we didn't like free speech all that much? No, of course not. Mm-hmm. It's all a big it's all a big nothing burger. Okay. You know, it, it's 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 really it's really quite funny to see all of those uh, you know fake tears. I'd say cr- uh, crawling out of her eyes. Oh my goodness, that's a weird picture. Uh, but you know, I think I think that it's 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 a, a very unprofessional display on on the House floor, and definitely concerning, considering that that is a uh, that is a governing official of our mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that um, these three representatives being removed from their committees is completely separated from politics, but they're they're at least related. Like we talked about, Schiff and Swalwell are just major security concerns. Versus back when the Democrats had control, they removed Marjorie Taylor Greene 
and Paul Gosar from committees. Marjorie Taylor Greene was removed from the Education and the Labor Committee, um, as well as the Budget Committee, for making what they called far-right comments and um, weird theories on Twitter. I, I, even if you don't like those, those are not related to education and labor or the budget at all. Um, and then Gosar was removed for, get this, a an anime photoshopped video with his face on an anime character where he attacks AOC and Biden. Um, and so they removed him from the House Oversight and Reform Committee and from the National Resources Committee. Because as we all know, our natural our natural resources were, at gr- were under great threat because of that goofy video that he posted. I don't know. If you say, uh, they might be a little bit justified in that. If you say anime in my book, he's, he's out. That's fair. He's gone. That's fair. But yeah, so clearly they're, I don't even think they were secret about it when they removed um, these two Republicans back when they were in control for purely political reasons, just because they didn't like their politics and they said, get them out of here, give them less power. At least when McCarthy's doing it, he's saying, yeah, they actually don't belong on these committees. You've been listening to Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We're Joe and Kendall. If you enjoyed listening to us, tune back in no, next no, week. No, 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 no. If you enjoyed listening to this show, you'll love listening to Wall Street oh Weekly. Oh, my Airing this Friday oh at Time my. TBD. I like how George comes on arguably one of the least popular shows on the channel just to, to plug his. I don't know who, who you're trying to convince. Just you wait, George. One of these days I'm going to find some like niche thing to talk about finance <laughs> or, or economics or whatever. You know, I'll be I'll be talking about the supply and demand curve on your on your on your <laughs> oh. show. Be talking about the 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 stocks for for Outback when they when they added the shrimp or whatever you said. I don't know. And and then I'll be like, bam, plug for elephants in the room. All, you'll lose all your listeners, and uh, you'd you know. probably like triple your viewership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, a lot of these stories will probably continue to develop. So if you're interested and want to hear more, we recommend you tune back in next week. This has been Elephants in the Room.